welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where each and every day I bring on new business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Nirav Nakunj Patel on the line, who is a geospatial data scientist for the U.S. government. Nirav, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. So I'm excited to get more into what you're doing as a geospatial data scientist. I mean, data and, and I mean, just what we're doing today with machine learning, all these other things. I'm excited to get into what that even looks like from, you know, the U.S. government standpoint. But before we do that, um, let's uh, get a little bit more into your background. So how did you get started in your career? Sure. Yeah, I'll try to be quick. Um, but basically, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm from Tampa, Florida originally. My parents are from India. Um, you know, went to high school in, in Tampa and, you know, was kind of thinking about what I wanted to do for college. And um, I had the fortune, you know, my grandparents in India, you know, after India became independent, um, they did a lot of community service work and a lot of public health work in the city where they're from, which is Ahmedabad um, uh, in India. And so basically I had an opportunity to do a lot of community service with, like, with my um, grandparents in India when I was young. And that kind of inspired me about kind of like, you know, international development and medically, medical geography related problems. Like how do you get medications to the, the right people, you know, who, who are suffering of certain illnesses and ailments. Um, and so from high school, I didn't, I didn't, you know, I had this interest of doing international development. I thought the best way to do it was to go through law school. So then um, I kind of switched gears, you know, when I got to college, I went to the University of Florida. So I stayed in the state of Florida I went to University of Florida from 2008 to 2013, and kind of while I was there, I kind of switched from uh, being in law, you know, the, in the legal career field into discovering geography, and which at the time was like, you know, 2009, 2010, and, um, you know, people were like, why are you switching to geography? Isn't that just memorizing cities and states? And, you know, <laughs> thankfully, yeah, and, and thankfully um, it wasn't, you know, there's a lot of technical stuff involved with it, you know, with Google Maps and Google Earth becoming publicly available and, you know, sort of products uh, in 2005 kind of changed the game as well as um, a lot more satellite imagery being used for a lot of different purposes, whether it's on business or on the government side or um, for scientific purposes. And so it's kind of at a really good point um, getting into the field of geography um, and geospatial analytics and remote sensing, which is kind of like the three kind of encompassing terminology for the field. Um, and kind of got involved with that and did my master's at the University of Florida, focusing on medical geography problems. Um, and yeah, basically, uh, you know, after that, I had a lot of great opportunities at, you know, my first internship at NASA Langley Research Center in Hampton, Virginia, working on earth science projects. I had an opportunity to be like a visiting scholar in, in Italy at the University of Pavia, just up in Milan, working on a Google collaboration with NASA in the United States Geological Survey. Um, and kind of decided to do the PhD after that. And so um, started my PhD at George Mason University in fall 2014. Um, that went up until 2017, uh, May 2017. And basically, I, uh, in that period of that time, you know, I moved out to California, um, had an opportunity to start my own business line within a company um, that was a small company for Google Maps for business and Google Earth for business. So it was a Google partner company called Dido. 
Um, and so I was just kind of juggling working full time as a, at this company and building a business line as well as um, doing my PhD uh, part time slash full time and managed to juggle both things. And yeah, moved out to California after one year of being in DC in summer 2015 and, and uh, started doing some stuff at NASA Ames. And I'm also a guardsman in the Air Force as well. So the 129th Rescue Wing, that's uh, right out here as well. So basically I have, a, I have my feet in multiple areas, but kind of um, have, you know, a lot of, you know, commercial experience, like executive experience in the commercial sector. Um, know a lot about, um, you know, sort of NASA's projects and earth sciences, and I'm still plugged in there. Um, and then also in the military side as well as on like aircraft um, engineering and maintenance side. And in and, uh, and my current role, I'm, I'm kind of uh, doing more uh, work on prototyping for space projects for um, the government. So for machine learning, artificial intelligence and space projects, like so how do you get new satellites up there and, you know, get, get additional capabilities? So that's kind of my path in a nutshell. I love I love the background because I can just and I can also just imagine the um the conversation. It's like geography, what you want to study, maps, and and in my mind I'm like, are you kidding me? What an amazing niche in time you showed up in. I mean, you're you're way past the cartography days of you know of mapping out the normal you know or the topography like of uh, of discovering the West. I mean, it, you get to literally map out what space, not you know the physical space is going to look like, but the things that we that we shoot up out. Out there, um, the satellites, all the other things, the imaging, the amount of data that you get to deal with, and and in in your field is just amazing to me. Um, so, what kind of things do you find that you can talk about um, interesting, just in terms of trends or things you're noticing? Because it's not every day I get somebody uh, uh, on the podcast that's helping to design what's going to be out there in space in the future. Huh, those are very. Uh... Uh, kind words. I mean, I'm, I play a small role. I mean, sometimes you know, medium role in in, in spacecraft design. But I'm on, I'm only I'm mainly on the side of uh, analysis, like you know, analyzing these images. And what I think is really interesting is, um, you know, thinking looking at the progression of how geospatial data is being integrated into things, right? So you know, GPS is obviously a known quantity, and you know how important it is that we have GPS, like and it's it's managed by the U.S. government, and you know, it's it's a great utility that pervades every industry, right? So that's an example of space-based technology that's, you know, kind of, you know, pervasive and a foundational to, to um, you know, doing business or doing really anything, you know, um, uh, nowadays. And so, like, with Google Maps and Google Earth, you know, kind of created, like, a um, their launch in 2005 kind of created a wave of integration of geospatial data and it becoming way more open and easily accessible to people, right? Like, you can open up a mapping application on your phone and, you know, you can log points and your phone is categorized getting GPS. And, you know, so it's, it's such a um, really, like you said, so much data coming in and even like the more satellites are being put up into low earth orbit or LEO, um, mm -hmm. as we call it in the industry, basically to, to basically image the earth's surface in, in a very consistent way. Right. So like, you know, we can detect changes that are going on the earth's surface, um, you know, on an hourly basis if we need to, or, you know, a, few days or, you know, whatever, whatever the use case is, um, it's becoming more and more uh, practical, you know, to, to basically, for example, for vineyards to ma manage their um, crops by looking at satellite images, right, instead of walking the whole, um, you know, their whole vineyard and, and trying to figure out what areas have less water than another, right. Uh, so it's, it's really, we're really in a really incredible time. And I think you're spot on in that the amount of data that we're collecting, we're the bit, one of the big computer science problems is, 
how can we analyze it in a way that's efficient and useful for people because there's just so much that's coming down. Yeah, and so what do you think this next iteration really, and not asking you to have the crystal ball, but this next iteration of, let's say, machine learning combined with um, all this data coming in, like, means for the application, and let's just say, I mean, for the business use, because I, I get the, uh, obviously, um, and I love the example you gave about the vineyard, by the way, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. um, as these mm -hmm. things become more, um, more accessible to the everyday business person, what do you think some of those applications might look like? I'm just curious curious because there's going to be so much opportunity there. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. So one of the things that's really interesting is like counting cars in parking lots, right? So um, think about if you have a storefront or if you operate retail, um, you know, retailers, you know, they, you know, I know like a lot of things are moving online, right? I'm no expert at retail business, but know that a lot of things are moving online. But if you have a storefront and you're trying to see how many people are actually interfacing with, you know, that retail front store, right? And what's the conversion rate and that type of thing. There's, there's that example of like, hey, look at what, how many cars are in the parking lot at midday at, at this, this store, right, somewhere. Um, there's that kind of example, you know, looking at um, even like, you know, sort of traffic patterns and, and looking at, you know, certain characteristics that you, when you're trying to make a decision on um, where to place a new business, right? Like, let's say, you know, you're looking at searches that are also geolocated, like let's say on Twitter, you know, Twitter has like, you know, you could have the option of saying, hey, I could I could post my thing mm -hmm. and have a geolocated uh, tweet, right? So one one uh, paper that I actually published was on geotweet densities being like a ancillary truth of like population distribution, so human population mm -hmm. distribution. So think about how powerful that is, right? Like so during the day, you know where people are tweeting from. During the night, you know where people are tweeting from. So you wow. can see patterns of life, right, and, and see where, you know, like, you know, where you want to have targeted ads and that's so obviously, you know, Google may have that angle more than other, uh, you know, companies, but mm -hmm. just for example. But Google will sell it. They're, they're in. <laughs> they'll yeah, they'll mark it up and they'll, they'll put a cost <laughs> in and they'll sell it and I'll buy. It's okay. <laughs> I love it. So we, we all progress by this uh, increase of data. So um, that's super interesting to me. Um, so, so that being said, if somebody's listening to this, Narav, and they, and they want, um, and they want uh, more information and to learn just more about what uh, geospatial data science um, includes and kind of interesting things. Because I know there's a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs listening, and they're going to get some ideas um, sparked from this and, and just be like, oh, well, what is this? Um, what, what's the mm -hmm. best route to, for them to get info and just to learn? You know, like, I think it's there's a lot of great sources of information. Um, I think that if you g generally just search, like, you know, um, you know, geospatial and your business, basically, like, you know, let's say geospatial real estate, right? Like, you'll be find a plethora of like applications that are that are tailored towards your industry, right? I um, mean, you can see like, you know, companies that are offering, you know, um, SaaS or models, like basically, like, you know, maybe software or platforms to, to help your business out and apply geospatial skills. But I think overall, like, you know, just looking at Googling about anything like just geospatial and, and your industry will, will get, get you good resources. And, um, yeah, like, I mean, I think, I think that that'd be the most helpful. I mean, you could always, um, one thing I'll make a shameless plug for is, uh, you know, I, I'm a currently a Riverside research, uh, contractor for defense innovation unit, which is a, um, DOD research engineering organization. You know, we sit on the same org chart as like DARPA 
um, the Strategic Capabilities Office. So basically, DARP, you know, like we, we, we help prototype and experiment with new technology so it could be integrated in with within federal government, right? Um, and so what's really cool is like, you know, companies, you know, we really want to have companies work with, uh, you know, uh, us and, you know, also learn more about the different types of industries. So, um, you know, DIU.mil is uh, our main website. Um, you can also find me on LinkedIn if you search my full name. Happy to answer any questions. And uh, also what's really exciting is we're, you know, just like, uh, you know, the DOD does grand challenges, right? Like, for example, self-driving cars, like DARPA mm -hmm. did that really famously back in the day. And, you know, Google X came out of it. And, you know, the, like, you know, the employees beyond Google X came out of it, that type of thing. We're doing a challenge on building damage assessment from satellite imagery pre and post natural disasters. And so that's going to be wow. xv2.org. So we're working with multiple partners with CAL FIRE, CAL OES, NASA, disasters. Like, so every, there's a lot of people that are interested in being able to categorize how badly buildings are damaged after a natural disaster. So we are um, launching this competition at the end of this month, beginning of next, and companies actually can compete without having to give away their IP and then still be eligible for follow-on work with the government. So um, definitely want uh, as many people to compete in that competition as possible. If, you know, your company is has expertise in, you know, uh, computer vision, and we don't want you to give away your IP for free. So, um, yeah, so I'm more than happy to be a resource. You know, we want to grow. I mean, one of the missions at DIU is we want to have more commercial involvement with, with the government. So, um, and not, you know, do traditional, you know, sort of things that the government's done in the past to discourage, you know, small companies to work with us. So, um, definitely feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn or even at diu.mil and, you know, more than happy to answer any questions. Oh, man, that's awesome. Um, well, hey, Nirav, uh, definitely enjoyed this interview. Appreciate you coming on the show and telling more about your background and all the great work you're doing over there. Um, and to the audience, I hope you got a lot of value out of this. Uh, if you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, leave me a review, do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And uh, Nirav, thanks again for coming on the show.